The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Suck my clit. (laughs) (laughs) All of you. Uh (laughs) Welcome to Burning They tried to get rid of us. They couldn't. We're back. We're stronger than ever. We are on our two, part two of Alex Cooper in the depths of hell. It's about to get even more intense. It feels like a presidential debate, except I'm the moderator. You're just debating your own thoughts and there are no flies. <laughs> Wait, I kind of love this. Alex for president. AC 2020. Okay, it's about to get hot because the Gigglers and Daddy Gang sent me a ton of very invasive questions to ask you. And we're going to get into that. Um, but real quick housekeeping note, I have my first virtual live comedy show, November 18th, called Friendsgiving. I'm getting all my favorite hilarious comedy friends on with me. The link is in the description, $10 tickets. Sign up for that. It's also in my Instagram bio, Friendsgiving. Let's get into these questions. What is your biggest sexual turnoff? If a guy ever acts kind of like a baby, like... <laughs> Um, no, no, not that he's doing that in the bedroom, but you know, when guys can get mushy when they're in love and like, if you do a baby voice, then they do it back to you. And they're like, I just want to, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, 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 I can never see you again. And so then I can't fuck them ever again. And I've had like guys that are really masculine and like, AKA that professional ex-boyfriend do it. And I was like, the world sees you on a very different stage than I see you right now. And I like, can't fathom you now, like being a man and fucking me. But I guess also in the bedroom, if you're asking more in the bedroom, I would say when a guy, it's really just when a guy goes in and you know, he's coming to get his nut. And I'm like, why are you flipping me around 900 times? And like, you haven't like, you're not even fucking me. You're just fucking a hole. And I know I am a hole, but I would like to be maybe like sauced up a little, like let's get my whole little lubed up instead of like shoving it in me. So I think when guys are just like kind of, you know, when they're like blacking out and they're like, Oh, Oh, Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, Hey, come on. Yeah. It's so easy for you to first second stop. And like, it helps them not, come as fast like i forget yeah. what it's called but it's when like a guy kind of takes a break a little like right before he's about to come yeah like edging edging and it makes yeah. his orgasm better so and, much like better. To s- and i told you this on call her daddy it's like when he looks at you yeah. like he wants you so bad Ugh. that is so hot not when he looks like he's in his own head and if he's performing no. well and if he's struggling and he's fighting his like demons from the past of like literally past <laughs> trauma like, sword fighting up there and i'm like <laughs> baby let's like slow it down also if a guy can't eat me out and he thinks he can eat me out which that is another issue with my ex i was like bro stop it you are like ham sandwiching like sloppy like and i'm like you are disgusting and i'm never and in his head he's like she fucking loves my magic (laughs) tongue literally i'm like yo just yeah disgusting we we talked about the abcdfgs is not a thing no and like also every girl likes different things so if you come in all confident just doing some whack-ass job it's such a turn off be like did you like that did you like that like let's talk when did you first realize you enjoyed sex like was it masturbating was it like a certain dude that like just did it right because i feel like it wasn't natural for me to first be like 
yeah this is great no <laughs> excuse me when i was having sex in high school i was like i wonder Ew. when this is gonna end the, uh, you know because like, <laughs> when you listen to your podcast you're like these girls are living a life of orgasm yeah yeah and yeah. it's so glamorous and i wish i could have like the sexual drive of alex cooper's labia yeah but like, no i think um i think in high school i was kind of like i was in love with this dude that was just such a bad boy and like i was enjoying it just because i was enjoying having him um i don't think i truly really started enjoying sex until college and i think that it was a little bit of both i think that when i really started to masturbate and like get to know my own vagina and like i was like oh i love my pussy like this is great i think that's when i really started then going into having sex and being like I'm going to get in here and twirl on this dick because I'm just having the time of my fucking life over here. And it just was kind of a mix of the two. I also do think that I've been very fortunate with the men. I think it would shock people if they really truly knew my body count, which don't even ask me because I'm not going to tell you. But I think they would shock people that I haven't had so many crazy partners. It's more that the partners that I have had, I have been so close with that it's allowed me to really have amazing sex like i am i'm not usually going in fucking random dudes so a lot of the men know my body i know their body and then inherently we're like figuring it out and having great sex yeah and that takes trust so when you hear yeah. a crazy story don't try it on like some random guy you just Fuck met that no. night no 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 please for the love of god no no no, no. <laughs> that's how it ends bad um most embarrassing experience you've ever had in bed when i was younger and I didn't understand what a goddamn queef was. And I was just like not moving, like silent, like staring, blinking at him. Like, what do we do? Like, <laughs> who did that? What was that? The trauma that ensued from that. I was like, I will never recover. I just blew air in his face. Like, yo, what was that? And I think it was actually me turning positions from getting fucked doggy to like flipping on my back. And I, yeah. it was just like a poof, like a wah, and a woo. And I was like, no and I'm like and I my, in my mind I'm like I swear I didn't fart and then after that I remember it was so amazing because that was when I was fucking this dude that was 13 years older than me and he was like baby that is so fucking hot and then after that moment I was like wait yeah the thought of queefing is actually hot because it means you're so wet and he's yeah. penetrating you so much that there's air pockets and then after that that's what I told the daddy gang I'm like every time you queef you look at a man in his eyes and you go baby that's how I know you're fucking me right so you yeah. take all it's like this is amazing but in the time I was like I yo who farted <laughs> also low-key it feels kind of good it's some it kind does. of release it does no it kind of does it like he does it's amazing. i, I kind of like it i um, like love, love it is there such a thing as like too long in bed like what's your time where you're like okay like i feel like guys like to show how long they can go but at some point you're like i'm good yeah. babe okay so i think that like i've had situations like if there's no lube involved because like i do like to have long sex but i do think that like if there's no lube involved at some point naturally your vagina is not going to self-lubricate for that long so I think that if I can have lube involved, I could, I like to go different rounds. Like I would rather him like come deep, not fast, but like decently fast. We have a minute, then we get back at it, but I can't have long sex with a guy that's not going to make me come. That's obviously. So like if I find the right guy, I guess too long would be like, this sounds stupid to say like 45 fucking minutes, but like if yeah. you're having really great sex and you're like really like and I'm talking about like foreplay into teasing, yes. into licking, into dick sucking, into like getting skull fucked, into turn me around, 
all those things adding up like you could go but past it like 45 minutes to an hour it's like i need a break my back hurts yeah and when there's just a repetitiveness no to it, that's no. when it's like honey switch no. something up because no. i can't do the same thing for more than two minutes but i'm not having ADD. 45 minute sex don't get me wrong like all the time like i'm totally good with like a quickie that like if he eats my pussy and then we're like fucking in like two positions and it's like 15 minutes and we're in and out i'm like that was great like i could oh, yeah. i can fuck with short time periods because i'm like sometimes it's like super intense and short yes. and you're just like what did we just get hit with like whoa <laughs> like i'm gonna pass out i'm sweating so much that was amazing yeah sometimes those are way better i've also been getting an insane response on my instagram from the episode um the red wedding on color oh. daddy go check it out when i said the only way i can orgasm right now is with my legs straight so many women are saying that's the same for them and i they said something about like when you can clench your ass and you could clench your legs it's actually like a really strong orgasm but that i have to practice in different positions by myself with my legs oh. bent because i think that's when i really masturbate i am like laying with my legs straight and that's yes. how i just that's the only way i can do it in my head so it's like fucking like training for a Dude, o- olympic a marathon marathon that's a good figuring that your actually, vagina out that's good advice you should you should masturbate the way i said i did in the facetime sex like get on your knees and watch yourself in your fucking phone bitch all of a sudden you're gonna be like whoa i'm hot mm-hmm. okay this is my favorite one my boyfriend doesn't eat my ass how do i get him to be open-minded about it Sit on his fucking face while he's sleeping and wake that bitch up with the smell of your asshole. No. Um, <laughs> good morning, baby. After um, Mexican. I no, dude, That's awful. Um, I mean, I'm paranoid about like farting all the time. But yeah. recently I heard something that made me feel better because I'm a gassy person that the person who loves you is actually going to love like all your scents. It's like how you kind of low key like your body odor. It's true. They're going to low key like your scents. But I'm still scared of like. A guy just like tasting poop. No, I agree. I think that if your boyfriend loves you and is sexually into you, then he will not say no to anything. You just have to be like, baby, like I really, really, really like when you eat me out and I want to try it. Like, why don't we start with ass play? Like if you've had anal before, he'll definitely eat your ass. You just have to be like, why don't we like talk more about ass play? I think the more that you can explore with your partner, the more that you're going to be connected. So it's like, baby, I think this would be so fucking hot and offer to eat his ass fucking too. Men love it. How do you overcome your fear of eating their ass asking for a friend <laughs> you don't you just go in you go head first hannah you dive into the fucking pool and what and if you it swim. tastes nasty you fucking you get through it bitch what you have to do is like you have to like be in your mindset that this is hot for this them so hot. and if it's hot for them then it's gonna turn you on because then he's gonna be 10 times more turned on and then he's gonna want to fuck you 10 times harder so like everything that maybe you have to push yourself a little bit sexually to do to please your partner it will technically come back full circle because he'll be more turned on and then he'll come fuck you better shout out anyone who's ever said that alexandra cooper was not amazing for women and not a sex whisperer can fucking listen to this episode because she's changing lives here suck my clit <laughs> <laughs> all of you uh-huh. um okay <laughs> this is a funny one oh, why do you think three guys are okay with dating you at the same time <laughs> wait did you say why do you think yeah. <laughs> Can I be honest? Yeah. I really think the pussy is bomb, but <laughs> but the mental game is even more bomb. I know it's fucked up, but like I just know 
how, like I just I mean this is why I have the fucking show it's cocky but I'm like when I know if I can connect with a guy and he can go there depth wise I'm pretty like confident that like there's not a lot of bitches that like give them the conversations I give them and yeah. in turn it makes them emotionally fall in love and so I think that when I tell them listen in order for us to work we can't rush into this it's healthy to see other people and if we end up being together that literally means it was meant to be because like we didn't yep. just rush into it and like trust and believe there are so many comments they make being like well why don't you go talk to door number three about that like obviously mm -hmm. you talk about how door number three and like oh doorman number three's meet me met your parents blah, blah blah there's there's like annoying shit that i have to deal with but at the end of the day i'm like okay so what do you want to do stop talking and then he looks at me like terrified and he's like well no i just think it's f and i'm like okay so just you kind of have to just dismiss them and every time they talk you're just like shh what are you talking about <laughs> like you literally because then they get annoyed but what are they gonna do then it's you get if you give them the ultimatum okay so what do you want to do you want to stop talking to me you never give the option well i'm gonna stop talking to him it's like okay well fine if this doesn't work for you that's fine well, I, it's like we'll think just... about how you are with your best best friend you were not always on your best behavior. Like, right. you know, like that friend you like kind of just met. Like, I feel like me and you were getting like we were first just like polite to each other. And now yeah. we're like more real. But yeah. like when you first meet someone, your best behavior, you will like do things you're kind of uncomfortable with to like make sure they're happy. That is you need to get to your like you're being a brat, like right. be a brat, be your full self. And these dudes, if they're into you, will fucking like you more because you're true. It's your X factor. Like no one could be a bitch like I can be a bitch. No one. <laughs> and th and th this is the thing, girls listening, because I know people always say this, like, do the men that you date follow you on Instagram and see you talking about one of them and the other ones like, what the fuck? Yes, they do. Of course. <laughs> but well, I do have it easy because I'll be like, it's for the show. But then, like, yeah. obviously, I'm like, it's not actually for the show. It's real life. bitch. <laughs> get it used to it. But what I can say to women is like giving off the the vibe that like no you should be okay with me and tell him you can fuck other girls too there's no issue here that to a man psychology wise kind of fucks them up even more and makes them like you even more because they're like why is she okay with me fucking other girls and she's fucking other guys like this is fucked up well a and guy then, feeling like you don't need him it's so good it's because so at the end good. of the day even i think that right person that you end up with you never need them never and if you feel like you need a dude you've convinced yourself in some psych of psychological yeah. thing that you like need him for happiness which you don't it's yeah. more like some dude is just enhancing your shit that's such a good point hannah i said that to the guy that i'm seeing the other day because he was pissing me off and i was like let me just be very clear i don't need you i want you and i wanting me wanting you can change very fucking quickly so mm -hmm. get in line bitch <laughs> like, and also when guys fall they fall harder than girls so much harder so like once you have them it's like you want to be respectful of each yeah. other but you also need to set your boundaries and like if he's pissing you off you have to tell him and if that yep. pushes him away he's the wrong dude i it's gave so a guy true. chlamydia and he liked me more from that a different dude <laughs> dude it's like scary you kind of think you're gonna die if you don't really know what it is and then they're like you just take this pill shut up you'll be fine you're like oh that's cool i can get it again it'll be all good yes i'm trying to like this fix the stigma of chlamydia um but yeah you should have safe sex anyway yeah. um but make chlamydia cool again like chlamydia it's totally cool. fine if you have chlamydia it's totally fine it just means that you're having a good time boom with that lacrosse boys raw boning raw boning lacrosse boys that you never speak to again because his teeth l were weird in the morning ew what? yeah i didn't like his smile anyway <laughs> speaking of physical features what is your current biggest physical insecurity this is uh, this is hard. Like I just feel 
Hmm, my biggest insecurity. I mean, I think whenever I do break out, I can't speak to people because I can't think about anything other than the goddamn pimple like occupying this the real estate on my head. Um and when people it, are looking at you, you're like, I can tell they're fucking looking at my pimple. Yeah, I'm like, just stop it. I know it's disgusting. We'll handle it when I get home. I saw your I will literally toothpaste. start every conversation being like, I know I have a pimple right here. Now let's yeah. continue. I wanna like put band-aids on it and be like, I <laughs> fucked up my face. Shut up. Um, I, I think it, I honestly think it's like when I get to like, I know it doesn't look like it. So everyone, please don't come for me. But like when I don't work out and I've been eating bad, I'm just kind of like soft. You know, your body. Yes. And so I've been an athlete, so I know how I can be so toned and I'm annoyed with myself that I've let myself not work out because I know it's like, these are your prime years, bitch. Like you should be walking around naked 24 seven. Why aren't you working out? So I guess it's just like not having myself be at my best is probably my biggest insecurity. Like I give myself anxiety. Like, why don't you work out? And then I'm like, well, I don't want to. And then I'm like, it's just a constant struggle. I think everyone goes through. But I do think anyone listening, because I know people are going to be like maybe annoyed with the answer I gave. I think when you do, we have been at one point in our lives, which I don't think a lot of people have other than athletes that are like at the highest level. We have had our bodies in the best shape of our lives. So I compare yourself. Yeah. I'm jealous of my old self. (laughs) No, I am. It's so fucked up. But like, I know what my body, I know what my ass can look like when I do a certain amount of squats. Mm -hmm. And I'm not doing it. So it makes me feel insecure. Like, why am I not pushing myself to get back there? But I just, I don't know, because I have a fucking show and I'm stressed and I stress eat. Shut up. Also, your job is now sitting down. Yeah. Everything. No one can see me, really. It just has to be like, what does my face look like? No one actually <laughs> knows truly what Alex Cooper looks like in person. <laughs> Maybe she really is packing downstairs. And I edit all of my photos. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. Um, <laughs> what is your biggest like emotional insecurity about yourself? What do you hate about yourself? Oh, God. (laughs) Um, I think I have a really hard time letting people in. It's something I'm talking about in therapy where, Mm. like, I always joke, like, and say that I'm, like, a a sufferer. I like to suffer alone. And I have this really weird complex where I think that nobody wants to hear about anyone's issues, really. Like, you really don't care about everyone's a narcissist and no one really gives a fuck. So when I'm going through hard things, I tend to, like, self-isolate and deal with it on my own. And I think that when people meet me, I want to know that I could progress in a relationship with them. But, like, I know also, like, here we go again. Like, will I be able to open up to this person? And so it's immediately when it's – I mean, in relationships, I I definitely – like, guys are always like, I can't really get a read. Like, how are you feeling? Um, I don't know if that's – I guess my that is my biggest emotional insecurity, though, that, like, I – I guess it's a good thing and a bad thing that I'm protective of myself, but sometimes it gets annoying. Like let someone else be there for you. Like try it. Well, I think sports when a coach is like, how are you feeling before the game? Even if you're nervous, you're sore, you're tired. You have to be like, I'm I'm good. good. We're ready to go. Yeah. And you treat it. So like I've been working on being in touch with my feelings and crying more. Ooh, crying. I like could work on more. I think, like, we should have, like, a weekly schedule to make sure we cry. No, like, literally. Wait, what's your biggest like emotional insecurity? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You turned it on me. I want to know. Um, people who don't like me say I talk too much or that I'm, like, annoying. Okay. That's, like, people say that about me, too. And I'm, like, shut up. No, I'm not. I'm fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm, like, talking is, like, what I love to do. Yeah. It's what I want to do. Even when I was little, like, people would say I'd giggle too much. So, I, like, created the Giggly Squad. I love it. Or, like, so it's the kind of thing where... 
oh, people don't like that about me. Well, that's what I'm going to do for a living. And you'll have to hear my voice everywhere you Dude, go. Dude, that's a – no, but straight <laughs> up, like, Hannah, like, I get that. I didn't even think about that. I get that all the time. And I think it used to bother yeah. me when people were like, Dude, shut the fuck up. You're so annoying. Yeah. But now I'm, like, yeah. getting paid to talk for a living. So, like, I'm like, no, 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 shut up. Like, my mouth is worth more than you. And any girl in middle school who was told they're loud and annoying – is now like actually really funny so true and so true and entertaining because women are taught to not take up space so like i i just love taking up space and when i see people be like no you can't you shouldn't do that or put the microphone down or or you're so vulgar why do you curse and then it's like oh if i was a guy would you tell me i talk too much right no never it's so annoying yeah i think when people say that you're annoying i do i do get it where people are like you're really annoying but I also think that's just people <laughs> that are like really like miserable with themselves. But like, also when people like me, they don't think I'm. Yeah, annoying. they're like, you're so hilarious. Like, you're seeing yeah. me through your lens of your life experiences. Right. Maybe I remind you of your Aunt Sally who like has the same accent as me See, or something. I don't there fucking you go, know. Sally. That's it's the, your it's issue. The, it's the truth. It is. That is Call true. Sally and work out your shit and leave me no, alone. Straight up, people that say that people are annoying and too loud. Those are the people that have never been told they're hilarious. So on our spectrum, it's either, we're either annoying, but then you also get the like, you are literally the funniest person in the room. Yeah. Instead of me shutting up and not being told that I'm funny and I light up a room, I'd rather be loud and get the occasional Hannah's annoying. Me too. I can't stop talking. It's also, it's always people who like want to be funnier than you. So true. And they're just miserable. It's it's never a shy person. Shy people are always like, oh, we love that you bring out a good side of us. Yes, yes, yes. So true. That's why I love shy people. I love going up to them and being like... I know you have thoughts and I'll get them out of you. No, no literally. Because I will, I'll talk to you all fucking night until you talk. It's so, it's so true. No, that's a good point. Um, Not to like go on a feminist rant, but do you think that if your podcast, if you were a guy, that you would have gotten um, the hate that you got for the Barstool drama? Well, I think yes and no. I do think being at Barstool, they have a very specific model. So let's say that the part in my take guys wanted to leave. I do think there would be an uprising as well, just because Dave would be like, I gave you the platform. You were nobodies, blah, 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 blah. So I do think that would stay the same of like the loyalty to Barstool. And why do you think you can leave if you're in contract? I do think there would have been an issue. I do think that the terminology that was being used was very, very sexist because like we said, the greedy no it's not greedy that there's you're never it's never too greedy to ask for more fucking money when you're making a company so many millions of dollars that it would shock the world and then on the top of the merch that makes almost more than the pot it's like there's just a lot of money involved and i want to be a fucking multi-millionaire by the time that i'm 26 sue me oh i love that you went there because i want to know like what's your goal here like do you have a specific manifestation you're trying to get yeah but i'm not going to say it on this podcast but what i can tell you is like I have for the past few months been essentially concocting something for Call Her Daddy that I Mm -hmm. think will be iconic in Mm -hmm. the industry. And I think that the way that I'm going to, I think I could single-handedly change the podcasting industry with like an idea that I'm trying to manifest with regard to the Call Her Daddy brand. And I think that that is why... At, so that's why it goes back to me saying I'm too smart for this shit to be like I don't know if I want the IP it's like no, that's not a question yeah. like in my mind I see the goal and I see where I could take this brand and I fucking 
love it. I love what I do. I wake up every day. Work is not work. This is my life. Like, this is what I breathe. People Mm -hmm. in my past used to be like, but you want to work on the weekends. And like, I want to go on vacation. And I'm like, there is no vacation. There is literally for the next couple years of my life, I'm grinding until I am so fucking satisfied where my career is. And so I don't take vacations. And when I'm on vacation, I'm fucking working. So it's like, for me, you, you get to a point in your career where you have to get rid of people that don't have the same work ethic as you or else it's not going to fucking work because you can't have anyone standing in your way especially in entertainment when you have a goal and you want to achieve it anyone around you that's just noise you need to get rid of it oh fuck yeah so if you went to a psychic what would you want to know about your future oh hannah (laughs) what would i want to know the thing is is like i kind of don't want to know in a fucked up way i feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of shit like my life is truly something that I the shit that happens to me I always say it on my show I truly believe people think I make half the shit up that happens to me so I think I wouldn't want to know because it's how I live my life shit happens to me 24 7 romantic relationships friendships my everyday life that I'm like how is this real so I don't want to know anything but I would like to know like around what time am I gonna have a child so do you want a family yeah and I didn't funny, think I, gotta, I wanted that for a little bit. Really? When? I think when I was in college and shit, which I guess is normal because I just was like, I have so much to accomplish. And now I yeah. think that I'm looking at my life. I know that I it will just bring me so much joy having children and the way that my parents get to watch me and my siblings, how we're thriving and succeeding. I want that to have like a mini me be doing that. And so I think and also like your values change when you get older. I'm like, okay, I have success and I'll have money, but like what's next? And I want people to share that with because it is a very isolating career and it is hard to trust people. Yes. So I think like having my own family is like very important to me. So I do want it. I, just I actually got a lot of DMs asking, does Alex want to get married? Does she want a family? Yeah. And I think that, listen, I understand that the brand in the beginning, it was like the, the thought of either of us getting married. It was like, that's not even a concept. But I think that (laughs) for me specifically, I never really saw it because the men in my life that I've chosen in the past, having this career wasn't even an option to like then be getting married to a man like those that I was dating. But now I have a man in my life that like, who knows if it will, if I'll get married to him, it will break up in a month. But he's the first guy in my life that is like, you are the most talented woman I have ever fucking dated and it is the hottest fucking thing watching you every fucking week do something better than anyone on the fucking charts right now and it's the hottest fucking thing and I'm over here like oh wow I really could have a relationship where a man allows me to be the boss ass bitch that I am and thrive and also have time for a relationship and kids and a family and like I don't have to quit my shit just because I have a fucking kid you don't have to dim your light. You don't have to work on proving yourself. Yep. It's someone who just sees you for you and like knows that this is just the beginning. So true. Um, Alexandra Cooper. I like calling you Alexandra. Hannah. Um, it's very formal because this is a presidential debate moderation. <laughs> it's time to play our final game, <laughs> The Seven Deadly Sins. We're on an hour 30, but this, this is, is a breeze fun. for us. This is a breeze. This I is, could keep going. You're like actually waking up right now i know i'm like finally like seeing like not dark spots i'm like whoa hello okay what did i say this whole i'm gonna regret this whole thing i'm like what did i just tell everyone in the world like fuck no it's good i think it's a good side to show myself hell yeah you've been great it's time to play our final game the seven deadly sins seven deadly sins what are you greedy about 
I'm greedy about my time. So you say no to people? Yeah. I I didn't when I was young. So like I, I had a hard time doing it. I was talking about this with Lauren because she was like stressing about her time. And I was like, just say no. And she's like, I can't. I've gotten very greedy about my time because I have... S- I only have so much energy to give. The show takes a lot out of me. So like I mentally need a lot of downtime being an extrovert. I'm also a huge introvert. I need my downtime. I need to recharge. So I'm, yeah, I'm greedy about my time. But my thing is as someone who's pushed themselves like in sports, I feel like I can push myself. So when someone asks me, I'm like, you could do it. Like, I know you don't want to, but you can do it. So I don't know when to like respect myself no it's it's hard I get I get what you're saying and I I don't know really where that changed for me I think it was starting this show it's not me being a bitch it's really just having to take care of myself but I'm like no I need to learn how to like put limits on shit in general not just Instagram who are you envious of or who do you look up to who am I envious of I can't say on Instagram I'm envious of anyone because I don't believe anything I fucking see like I just I feel and maybe this is fucked up to say but like as as hard as I have some days like really down days like I really am just trying to every day live my best fucking life and I don't really focus on anyone else's shit so to be envious of someone it means that like I'm wanting something that I don't that they have that I don't and like I don't really feel that way yeah you don't get jealous when you're in alignment with what you want jealousy is like your body saying like I want that yeah Do you have like an icon or like a mentor or someone that you looked up to growing up? That's an interesting question. I was thinking about that actually the other day. I think my mom had asked me that and I was like, I know this sucks as an answer, but I kind of don't believe in mentors with regard to the entertainment industry because if you have a mentor, it means that you're trying to essentially you're putting limits kind of on it because you're watching what they did and you're trying to do it and you're not allowing for like error or different ways that you could potentially go. Like you're just watching them and trying to do what they're doing. And I don't want to do what anyone has ever done. I want to do everything that I do. I want it to never have been done before. So it's like, that's why I do not listen to podcasts. I'll listen to this one, maybe like a little bit. And then I'll be like, I need to turn this off because I'm going to cry. Um, (laughs) I, I only listen to my own podcast. I do not listen to other podcasts because I never want my content to be influenced by anyone else than my own brain we're like exactly this boom like a hundred percent or people will be like who's your favorite tennis player and i'm like literally i wanted to be me people to say that i yeah. was <laughs> like, like me and like if you try to be like other people it's so limiting yeah. and i really feel like just how you're like i can't tell you what my big goal is but like it's there people are seeing you right now thinking what you've done is the greatest thing ever so like you've actually like are reaching for the stars and like hit a moon or whatever the like corny quote is so it's like reach for ridiculous amounts i never ask people what their like five-year plan is because that shit is restricting the whole podcast industry could be changed by alex cooper tomorrow i'm getting goosebumps and i might have to shift my whole plan right literally live each day challenging yourself not limiting yourself in any way and break up with guys who are bad at going down please anyway what are you gluttonous about or like what's your guilty pleasure please look behind me hoodie i I didn't want to call your ass out but like whose clothes are those but you only wear the same like two outfits all week well i only like film in some but like i technically will wear like seven different hoodies a day there's something (laughs) about them that just have taken over my life no I think what am I gluttonous about? I literally think it would be like I have a, an addiction to buying hoodies and then never wearing some of them. But where I, do you like shopping? Like, where's your go-to's? Ooh.
that's a really good i was about to be such an asshole and be like barstoolswords.com slash call her daddy store <laughs> no yes the swag okay is so i'm not good. gonna lie i think that there listen there have been things that i put out in the past that i'm like that is that wasn't as good quality as i wanted but i do have to say lauren has been wearing i only wear my sweatpants now on the because i like took so long because i was like listen if there's one thing that alex cooper is going to perfect it will be a hoodie and sweatpants like that's yeah that's what i live in so i've been wearing but i think like sweats and then I just buy so many and then it gets to the point where it's like you don't need this but I'm I'm not it's like how many black t-shirts can I I own I think it's weird because I think okay I'll be honest making more money now I only spend my money really on I want to live somewhere that is so healthy for my mental like state yes I want to ball out on rent and that is more important to me than getting a Chanel bag like it's way more important yes so I go in on like where I live so my surroundings and then I never like don't ball out on like what I'm ordering for food I think like yes. order whatever you want and then my clothing bill definitely ra- ramps up but it's not on the clothing that anyone would think a girl is buying it's what you see behind me boom when was the last time you were a sloth so like a lazy piece of shit like when do you know when you have to give yourself off days okay so like my schedule like here you go daddy gang here's the insight Sunday night, I start to have my mental breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were going to start a little positive. Sunday night, it begins. So Sunday night, I try to begin manifesting what the, what it's going to look like, what my intro will look like, what the episode is going to look like. Monday, I'll record Tuesday and edit. And then Tuesday, I edit to the point that my brain is going to blow up. And then I do not sleep. I pull all-nighters from Tuesday to Wednesday, even if I finish early, because I sit up and I refresh and refresh and refresh to see what people are saying about the episode, and then the sun rises, and so I pulled an all-nighter. So Wednesdays, I'm a zombie, and I just have therapy, and I try to take Wednesdays to myself to just be like, you didn't sleep, you have therapy, lay down, bitch. And then Thursday, the process begins of, like, thinking, manifesting, what would it be? I try to take off and get, like, all my other shit done, like, merch stuff and, like, work mm-hmm. and, like, have business meetings and talk about, like, who are my guests and my travels. And then I try to take off a little bit of time there, and then I get back into it and start another episode. I love that you just gave us your week. So if you guys like were wondering that, like- where I am, like, <laughs> that's where I'll be. But most of it is literally me sitting in my home trying to concoct what is the next Caller Daddy episode. And let me tell you, those brainstorm sessions put me over the fucking edge. And I'm going to say I've been on at least like 100 podcasts I've guested on. And I've never dealt with someone who was so meticulous and passionate about each episode than you. So, like, when people are, like, do you understand, like, why it's so popular? And I'm, like, yeah, it's different. Like, her process is different than other people's. I appreciate that. I think that it's hard. I think for a while I tried to not show people that because I wanted it to seem effortless. And it's, oh, friends just talking about dick. But it's the truth is, is that when people say, like, why do you only do one a week? My answer is call her daddy is like an HBO show that you watch once a fucking week and you indulge in. It is not a sitcom that you're like, oh, I'll listen on, I'll watch on Monday, but then I, oh, I missed the Thursday episode. This is like the content you think is so fun for you to listen to. The thought that goes into this show, it consumes my life and I love it, but it is like 24 fucking seven. And I think the fact that you gave me the privilege to come on and be a guest like has been such a big compliment and I think it actually like took my career to another level that makes me so and I happy. hate to s- 
I hate to say that, but like I've been grinding on my own and stuff, but you you kind of gave me this like little stamp of approval um in just like the industry that like if Hannah could guest on Call Her Daddy, like she's doing something right. Yeah, that makes me so happy, Hannah, because I think like I I do think I can recognize talent, but it's very specific. And when I saw you, I knew the way that you are in podcasting. Like, I don't even know. I don't, I wouldn't even call myself an expert. I'm really trying to do pe- something people don't do. In- You're an expert at what you, you yes, specifically yes. do. Like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, am I doing this right? Like, I hope I'm not boring people. <laughs> like, I'm not talking super fast and doing all my different. Well, you're never a guest. Right. So I, I don't know how to be. In a- so, yeah. but I do think that, like, seeing you, I, it was cool to watch your show rise on the charts after you came on. It gave me such joy to know that, like, you helped me out too. I am every week trying to figure out how to make this show perfect. And you came in and you fucking killed it. And my fans were like, Thank yo, you. like this girl and you are dope together. And so I was happy I think it was, to see you. It was cool. Thrive. I was nervous. I went in basically being like, I'm going to try my fucking best. I'm going to bring my A game. Yeah. Obviously it helped that we have natural chemistry, but I was like fully expecting for people to be like, she's not as pretty as Sophia and we hate her. <laughs> dude, and I was just going to be like, it's stress right. inducing to come. Also, it's a fucking podcast. Who cares right. a lot but I am? It, no, it is stress inducing. I think the daddy gang is very aggressive. And if they don't like something, Oh, trust you. Like, trust me. They let me know. They're like, Alex never again (laughs) and so picking guests has been hard and I think that like I want to integrate diversity and I want to have gay straight lesbian bi black white pink whatever the fuck but it is like I think people don't understand how hard it is to podcast and get in a groove with someone they think that it's it's just going to sound like it does every week and I as the producer of the show has to have to make sure no, I know what it's like when I'm sitting down with this person. You all get the final product, but is this going to be? Yes. So it's very hard to find guests, and I'm I'm like so some happy things are harder to get to that final product. Yes. yes. To find with that us, like, gold, it's hard because we talk so long that I'm like, so I have a part two. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's like sitting down. I was looking at all the questions I've gotten, and I was like, I'm not gonna not ask these questions because I'm like frothing at the mouth. No. So I'm like, let's fucking do a part two, just like she no, does. No, straight up. Who cares? It's fun. When I saw you, like, when I looked at, like, your videos and stuff, I thought maybe I was just being like, oh, I like her. But I didn't realize that subconsciously it meant, like, I knew I'd get along with you. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly had no idea why I was so drawn to reach out to you. But I just remember being like, there's something that's going Like, it work. was fucking rando. Rando. I thought it was a bot. You're like, Alex Cooper is not DMing me sliding in right now. I'm like, yeah, I am. Um, also, how it happened is you DM'd me from Caller Daddy's account. Because I couldn't. For some reason, it wouldn't let me do it from my personal. I was like, why can't It was I- so weird. You were like, I'm so sorry. I, I, I wasn't working my personal, but like, I would love to talk about having you on right. or like have a FaceTime, like brainstorm some ideas. And then I didn't hear from you for like a week and I was like it was a joke like if someone was on the account Fuck. they were just like messaging random people dude like, I was whatever. in the thick of trying to you have to realize like I did my funeral episode yeah I had one week like I straight up did my YouTube video and went down into my parents basement after that and started recording the funeral I had no time to be like what is the show gonna be so I thought I did I haven't had a chance to stop and be like what do I want the show to be because every week I've just been going since so when I when I messaged you I never went back into the caller daddy dms because I was like (laughs) gotta go do my next fucking show and then obviously it worked it worked out and I also deep down was like I'm not gonna force her to come on burning in hell because she doesn't do interviews but if I got her on I was like 
the people would see a side to her that like I see. Yeah, I know. I'm like, fuck, I want this. Like, I want to like now do this on Caller Daddy. I just don't know. It's not really the content. And I feel like that's a little. Well, I do think if I come on again, we could do like this. we can we could have like a well, a I'll, give, I'll give the daddy gang a little heads up because maybe there will be um the 100th episode is coming out on after the 20 week of the 21st that I come back from my trip. Oh my god. I wish we could have a party. The person that I'm having on on the 100th episode is going to shock people. And I think people are going to be like I I never thought that this person would come on my show and so I think it's going to be amazing and I think hopefully we'll be able to do something like this where I will really get into a side of myself that no one has ever seen. Okay. We are getting such good tea. I'm loving it so much. I also think that when you got solo, I was like, I was so excited for you. And I also think that the show is going to evolve. Yeah. Like, the show is always going to evolve. That's how it's like how relationships evolve. And I think that the show is like reality TV to me yeah. where you're, but it's also super like insightful and you give a lot of great advice, but people are also itching like with us. They're like, what's happening with the relationship? Right. So like, if you could start getting some people you've spoken about to like come in, like that shit would be Dude, It is wild. I think it is so crazy that it's kind of become inherently didn't even mean to do it but like podcasting making it a reality show it's almost that and is you it is. it's your life right. it's your crazy fucking life would you ever do a form of reality show like i don't think I alex would. cooper in new york city i don't think i would because i think it, the day i did that i would have to stop the podcast because then i really would lose it like i i'm i'm selling my soul so hard on this show yeah and to then go and do reality tv i just don't think it's for me i have a lot of respect for it but i just don't think interesting interesting yeah. we'll see we'll see in a couple of years <laughs> you're like you don't we'll know that yet bitch. i mean what if it was like following your life with the pod for millions of dollars you're the star it's just like i i well, you already do it on your vlog. I know, but I pick and choose when I do it. I think like yeah. it's, it's different to have a camera crew in your face and, and really having to like kind of sell your life for a second. And I think especially because you're on a show where it's about a bunch of people. If it was just about me, yes. I'm just it's different. I kind of don't want to totally sell my soul and be like, I'm doing all of this. I, the podcast is enough for me right now. It really does take a like lot. you're saying you'd feel like you'd give too much of your personal and it life. would be like what do i have for myself i'd be too involved in trying to show the world who i am i'd be like where what what am i what, what's going on like how do i have time to like nurture my own relationships if i'm trying to exploit them 24 7 on a show and like a podcast it's too much it sounds like it's funny because i actually texted des my boy toy yeah. who's very smart and like in the industry for a while and i said to him i said let me know if you have any good questions for alex and the first thing he says is, have you made a conscious decision to hold any part of your life back from public consumption? Yeah. And this is you clearly having kind of some healthy boundaries yeah. with yourself. It's weird because I think it, it is hard. I try to show as much as I can on the internet and my podcast. But the truth is that it is hard. But there is a lot that people don't fully know about me. 
And who knows, maybe I would exploit that part of myself eventually. But for right now, the amount that I'm giving people, I think is a shit ton. And so behind the scenes, yeah, I do have, um, I have managed to, I think I also owe it to my parents. Like I think I was raised in the most normal middle-class family of two parents that love each other. And so like, I do, I'm not a kid that came into this. It's like, yo like I am like I came from nothing and like I don't have a family and like I was living on the streets like I went to Catholic school like I went to church every Sunday when I was younger like we had family dinners where we had to hold hands and say grace together like that's how I was raised I just people ask me would you do reality tv and I love that we went down that journey no I think it's a good question I also think that um I I am in control but I do think that it definitely is scary you get to a point where you're like well am I taking it too far there have been things that I've done that I I'm like oh is was that a little too far like involving people like you you have to yeah. know the boundary of when you're trying to create content you do exploit a lot so you have to really try yeah. to make sure that you don't cross boundaries but boundaries will be crossed inherently but I could see I'm trying to manifest like I love documentaries about like powerful women like the Taylor Swift documentary yeah. the Lady Gaga documentary I could see like you fucking up this industry and like one day like there's a sick doc about like your day-to-day oh my god what you're really like dude that would be fucking sick i'm not opposed okay we're just having fun we're We're just having fun trying to take over the world um you have to surround yourself with people though that have like big ideas like that's just like my favorite friendships i agree other girls who are like crazier than me no i agree i think that like you are very you, like I know we're not like we don't know each other so well but I feel like through this process you and I have been talking more about shit than maybe a lot of friends do but I feel like you're we're getting yeah. to know each other and I do have to say you're definitely a woman I love it that like hypes other people up and oh, you've been such you. like a good friend to me in the industry because I don't know that many people shockingly yeah. as much as I have this show it's like I don't really talk to a lot of people I don't integrate myself into the community because I try to just stay like doing my own thing which I know you want me to like switch up and like come to the comedy clubs We'll see. We'll see when Corona, you know, if it ever dies out. But I mean, Corona dies. Anyway, if there's a vaccine. But I do think that I like hate networking and being fake with people. So like when you have an authentic connection with someone in the industry, and I think me and you have a lot of similarities in different ways where like sometimes you lose friendships because you're just doing such different things. Like you'll see with your career, like some people are just like, I don't understand what you're doing and like, I can't respect it. And you're just like, okay, no, it's true. Then you just got to move the fuck on. Cause you can't, you can't stop your shit for someone that doesn't get it. When was the last time you let your pride or your ego get in the way of something? This is the hardest one. (laughs) My ego, man, it really does something to me sometimes. With regard to my relationship with Slim Shady, there's, I swear I'm going to write a book on what truly happened to me. There are things that happened in that relationship that are so fucked up and so dark that I would never wish on my worst enemy that happened to me and put me at the lowest point in my entire life. And I remember my parents picking me up like So when you have someone that has people around them and them doing that to you, my ego was like, I have the biggest podcast almost in the world right now. If you for a fucking second think that I'm not going to talk about this fucking man on my podcast and exploit him a little bit here because of what he did to me, that definitely is something I've had to work on because it's like it is a great power that I have with this show. With great power, I know, I know, and so I kind of have had moments where I'm like, 
I got to check myself. But I'm not going to lie. Like, his best friend that I just called on my show, Bozo, um, pretty sure, like, his fucking wedding is, like, fucked up right now because I, like, talked about it kind of on my podcast. The things that that kid did to me are so disturbing that yeah. I don't feel bad because they injected themselves into my life recently. And so I just mm-hmm. talked about it on my show because, like, I'm a third party. Why are you coming at me? I'm going to talk about it on my show. You've come to me yeah. before and I talked about it. Why are people still coming to me? You know I'm going to talk about you on my fucking show. <laughs> why? Why? I'm like, why? This poor girl. But I'm like, why are you coming to me? You know I'm going to talk about my show. So I think my ego, I at times get a little too revved up because and sometimes I think it hurts me because people don't know the full story so they'll look at me and be like oh Alex is being like a bitch but I'm like if you knew what these people did to me you would be cheering in the background but daddy gang is like pretty fucking supportive of me and they're like yeah and I think when they know you like they read between the lines yeah sometimes the burning in hell listeners the little devils fucking know they're like you didn't say it but I know that that dude pissed you off right. because of this or this. Or yeah, this. and I think this whole situation was past like a pissed off situation. This was like serious, serious, serious issues where like parents were getting involved and like lawyers yeah. and like it was really dark. How do you get out of those dark places, dude? My mom, like she's the best, and she literally picks me up when I'm on the ground and like she's the smartest woman I've ever met in my life. It's funny because my mom is that to right. Me. Like, I actually, when I was, like, 26, I had to have a moment where I was, like, I can't ask my mom for everything. And I have to just trust my gut. Because it was, like, affecting her at some point where, like, I'd get anxiety and she was anxious because she was so responsible for me. And people would just see me. They didn't realize my mom was behind everything. No, straight up, my mom and I are, like, we're kind of, like, this, like, brilliant little duo. And I'm, like, everything I'm doing really also should have, like featuring Lori Cooper because that woman is like co-signing I send my mom my intros every week she's the only person that hears them every yeah. week now because I don't have anyone that helps me with the show and I don't trust anyone yeah. and my mom will call me and be like it could have been better you could redo it it's, it could be better yep. and that is the relationship I have with her and it's like pretty it's the most beautiful relationship I have in my life I'm gonna cry shout out to Lori and Lenore Woo! <laughs> Moms! and for letting us come out of your vagina totally Last question of seven deadly sins. I can't believe this is two hours now. When it's when was the last time you lusted over someone? But we know you're like seeing someone right now, so I'd rather do who's your celebrity crush. This sucks because I wish I had a good answer. And every time I get anxiety when I see people ask that on a show, because yeah. I don't know mine. And everyone's like, Oh, I know this right off the top of my head. He's my background. I don't have one. I like even when you were little, who was the first guy you were like, oh, he's fucking hot. Oh, I think I was like, like weirdly obsessed with Johnny Depp. And the weird thing is, is I fell in love with him in Edward Scissorhands. So I don't know what that says about (laughs) me. Dude, like that's like really weird. Like it was literally that movie that like got me going. And I'm like, what does that say about me? You like guys who are sad and fucked up. No, literally. I really think Johnny Depp is like some type of fucking hot. Um, I mean, I hate to say the young Brad Pitt obviously fucking does it for me. And I, do you like blondes or brunettes? You're all over the place. Dark. I like darker, but like, I mean, Brad is just Brad, but no Johnny Depp. I think I like a guy with like tat, not tattoos. Only if he's like really rich. Sorry. Gonna say it. But like, if you're like, I'm sorry, (laughs) sorry. But if you're like, kind of like a fucking loser, if you're spending your rent on your tats, get out of my face. But like I do, that's like. Johnny with like the like scruff and like the dark I like that yeah. that's kind of what but my I new do guy think like. when you're dating celebrity guys it's hard because 
you fight the idea that people have of him with your reality of him sitting on the couch with you. I don't want to date a celebrity. I tried that and I'm like not doing that anymore. I like a guy like that's in the industry that gets it, but like mm-hmm. has a private life. Like the guy I'm dating right now. Oh, I'm in love getting married. Oh, love it. <laughs> Wait, what kind of ring do you want? I have no idea. <laughs> I've actually never thought about that. I don't either. know when people talk it's- about certain cuts. I'm like, I don't know what that is. I just want it to like look big and nice. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I don't. That's why I think people think I'm super superficial and like like all that shit. I'm like I don't even know what kind of ring I want. I don't even. I don't know. And I don't want a big wedding. I want it to be so small. I want nobody to know I got married. So to wrap this oh up, oh my god, we have gone on such a journey together. It's been two weeks. Holy at this shit. point. What advice would you give to the little devils and the daddy gang on how to cope with their hell when you're in the darkness? When you're at the bottom, what can people do to like see the light again? And they can't call Lori because they, they don't can't know Lori. call Lori. You don't have a Lori. <laughs> I think speaking from personal experiences is it sounds dark, but like be in the hell and be in the darkness. Like cry listen to sad music like be so depressed like embrace how you're feeling because the more you embrace it you slowly don't even realize but you're then coping with it and then eventually what's gonna happen is one day you're like I've cried enough this is fucking boring at this point let's lift ourselves the fuck up and get outside and put on some fucking makeup and like get it going if you try to run from the darkness and you try to run from what you're really truly feeling it then lasts 10 times fucking longer like you will carry that sadness and it gets heavier and heavier yes and that shit is not fucking healthy and so it's like don't be don't feel bad to embrace it and cry and have those nights where you're like eating like shit and you're just like embracing it because those are the nights if you fully lean into it then it's like like I said then you're like okay how many more nights can I do this and you have to just like pick yourself up eventually but embrace it I would say Alex you've been through so much hell and you've come out okay I can't wait to see where the fuck you go I'm so fortunate that you took the time to come on my podcast because I'm just like a random bitch in the world and I feel like you've given such great insight from sex to your personal upbringing to your mental health and um you're the fucking best if you don't listen to call her daddy you must be under a rock (laughs) But you better fucking subscribe right now. Alex, What? where else can people follow, watch, just, buy yeah, shit? Yeah, you guys can just go to my Instagram. It's Alexandra Cooper. Go to Call Her Daddy's Instagram. It's just Call Her Daddy. And then whether you listen on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen, go listen to Call Her Daddy. It's a time. It's a fucking full-blown time. And you'll definitely laugh or cringe. Both are great. Or cry. Who knows? Or get horny and start masturbating. Thanks for coming to hell. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,